Hello and welcome to the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis, broadcasting to you direct from central London, back in London again, back in my apartment, back in the flat. Um, it's a lovely sunny day outside and yeah, all is, all is good, all is good. Um, came back to London from Berlin on Thursday um, and I was on a bit of a downer really to come back for various reasons and I don't know man, I mean I still have to start a new corporate job tomorrow which um, you know I'm not particularly looking forward to but needs must. Um, I have various things to sort out before I can become um, a little more uh, free, financially free if you like, so although the business is going very well, so you know, we do what we have to do. So anyway, I'm back in London for the for the foreseeable future. Uh, great weather here, loads of lovely ladies out wearing little denim cut-off shorts, and yes, all is good, and glad to be back on the podcast with you guys. So today is the eve of the publication of my brand new book, which is called How To Be An Asshole That Beautiful Women Love. And I wanted to devote the show really to that and just to talk a little bit about that book, how it came to be written, um, what's in it, and most importantly, what's in it for you and how you will benefit when you read it. So today, which is Sunday, if you're listening on the Sunday, then the book is available for pre-order. So if you go to Amazon and search for Troy Francis, then you will see the book there with the lovely cover that's been designed by uh, my new uh, designer, which I think looks great. Uh, click on pre-order and then the book will be delivered to your Kindle or Kindle app on the iPhone or, or tablet um, it, it, as soon as it's published, which will be... Uh, Monday, so midnight tonight or thereabouts. Um, if you're listening to this and it's not Sunday, the 9th of July anymore, then the book will be available on Amazon for normal order. So go to Amazon, search Troy Francis, look for How to Be an Asshole, and click order, and you will get that book delivered to you as a Kindle ebook. Now, people sometimes ask about paperback editions. Um, I am preparing the paperback edition that will be released not in the not too distant future within the next week or so I hope um, I just need to get the, the cover finalized for that um, there are paperback editions of my other books uh, how to get hot girls into bed and uh, the seven laws of seduction so you can get those in paperback and ebook I find interestingly that the Sales wise, it seems that most people go for go for the ebook. So um, you know that's obviously the first thing that I need to release. But after that, um, people, it's worth having the paperback there because some people do prefer a print format. So um, and, and myself included, actually. So that will be available soon. So what's the book about? Okay, right. So in a nutshell, various things. Kind of occurred to me at the same time. One of these was that um, it seems to me that the, in the world of game and in the world of pickup, which I've been involved with in one way or another for quite a long time now, since around 2004, in a formal way, and then you know, really before that, um, in an untutored sort of way, it seems to me that there's a lot less aspiration in game and in pickup than there was once upon a time. 
So, whereas if you read the game by Neil Strauss about mystery and mystery method and um, Tyler Durden and all of those guys, then what you will see is that he talks about meeting people like Britney Spears and Paris Hilton and the, all these socialite, you know, real hottie type girls. Nowadays, we don't really get that. We don't really get people saying, well, this is how you can pick up, you know, the hottest girls on the planet. What we tend to get is a lot of stuff about self-improvement and a lot of advice which really comes down to just approach as many girls as you can um, and improve your skill set. Now, let me be clear, both of those things I think are great advice. I can't argue with either of those things. I recommend um, self-improvement myself and I absolutely recommend approaching regularly. These are cornerstones of game, there's no doubt about that. Um, but at the same time, it does strike me that there's less aspiration in the game today. You know, we're not saying to guys, okay, so how can I go and meet a top fashion model? How can I go and meet, you know, this incredibly sexy? How can I get one of these girls on the yachts? You know, what, what we're kind of saying is improve yourself, do, do all the hard work, approach a load of girls, and you know, you, you, you will see your, your results improve, which is, which is fine, you know, and that's really, that's, in, in a sense, that's kind of enough, because that is ultimately what you need to do. But, is there a special source? Is there something else? And there clearly is, because let's look at it like this. There are guys who are picking up, who are, who are putting the hottest girls on the planet, and there are guys who aren't. So what is it that differentiates the two? Now, I know some of you already are out there, and you're, you're looking at the, uh, whatever you're listening to this podcast on, and you're thinking, well, it's obvious, it's looks and money. Those are the things that differentiate the guys who are getting the hottest girls. Well, this is where I have to disagree. Now, of course, I'm not saying that looks and I'm not saying that money don't help and they do shift the dial without a doubt. But think about it again. If you think about the example of someone like Russell Brand, and I talk about him in the book, with Russell Brand, he was nominated or he was awarded the accolade of Shagger of the Year in the Sun newspaper twice. Um, two years running um, because you know of his incredible sexual conquests and the number of women that he had bedded and slept with so why Russell Brand you know okay he's famous he's probably rich or he probably was rich you know rich at that time or certainly you know well off and he's pretty good looking you know he's tall he's got um, quite chiseled features you know he uh, he's got those kind of that Byronic long hair you know, so you could just say, well, okay, he was good looking, he was rich, he was famous, that's it, you know. But when you think about it again, you think about, I mean, there's a lot of guys who are good, you know, relatively good looking, who are famous and who are rich, but they're not being awarded Shagger of the Year. And an example that I thought of was the guy who plays uh, in EastEnders, Adam Woodyatt, who plays um, Ian Beale, who's been in EastEnders forever. I mean... You know, okay, I mean, he's not a male model, but not a bad-looking guy, not ugly. Um, he is undoubtedly famous. He's been on, you know, the biggest soap opera in England for all of his life. So, you know, he, he's beyond a household name in England. He is incredibly, you know, very, very well-known. He would be recognised by most people, I think, in the country. Um, and, you know, I don't know if he's rich, but I would imagine that he's accrued some wealth 
some some funds throughout that career. You know, he's been on TV for a long time. He's well paid. Um, you know, I would imagine that he has done well for himself. So why is Russell Brand the shagger of the year? It's two years running and Adam Woodyat not. It's clearly because Russell Brand... I mean, okay, if we're saying they're both famous, they're both, they've both got money, they're both, you know, they're, they're both good-looking. I mean, you can argue about, about that, but, um, but, you know, I mean, neither of them are ugly, put it that way. Why is it that Russell is the shagger of the year and Ian Beale isn't? Well, it's clearly something to do with the characteristics that Russell Brand has that Ian Beale lacks. Um, and what are those characteristics? Well, we think about Russell Brand. The first thing about Russell Brand is that he is clearly incredibly narcissistic. You know, he clearly, uh, or certainly was at that time, you know, if you looked at his outfit, his eyeliner, the way he presented himself, he was clearly um, a guy who was in love with himself, who loved his self-image. So there's that. Um, he's a guy that did very, very well in his career, despite a, a debilitating heroin addiction. So this is a guy that clearly can work the system to a degree, which we could call Machiavellianism. This is a guy who, uh, you know, despite being a junkie, was able to wangle his own MTV show, which is quite an undertaking because, you know, it's hard enough for most people who, who, who aren't heroin addicts to do that. So clearly, you know, he's got a way with him. He can, he can negotiate, he can, he can influence and he can manipulate. Um, he's also somebody who is clearly immune to social pressures. Um, and in, in, in that sense, he lacks empathy because he doesn't really give a damn what other people think. So he can be on MTV and he can, he can turn up and dress up as Saddam Hussein, as I, I think was what he did, um, you know, and, and be very insensitive in terms of the, the, you know, the jokes he's making and not really care. You know, he'll do that and he'll be happy to do that, which shows a lack of empathy which is one of the key characteristics of psychopathy so what i'm getting to here is that russell brand first off um demonstrates three of the dark triad characteristics which um and if you read if you google dark triad and women and or women find dark triad hot then you will find a whole slew of articles both in manosphere sites but also in mainstream media talking about how women find these, the guys who have these characteristics are particularly attractive. And clearly Russell Brand has those characteristics in spades or had them um, at, that, at the time of the, the peak of his fame. Um, so there's that. Now, when I, I became very, very interested in the Dark Triad for a number of reasons, partly because of the, the pickup thing, but also um, because it's very applicable in professional circumstances as well. You know, in dark triad, people uh, tend to do very, very well in the corporate workplace. They tend to get the top jobs um, and so on um, because those are the guys who, uh, you know, they've got the balls to uh, promote themselves. They don't really care what other people think. They will screw other people over if they have to in order to, you know, get what they need to get. So <clears throat> I was very interested in that both from a pickup perspective and from a, a sort of a work social dynamic perspective. And as I looked into it further, I discovered that there's a fourth characteristic which make up what we would call a dark tetrad of characteristics. So the fourth characteristic is 
sadism, um, which is identified in certain individuals. And um, if you've got all four characteristics, you're you know you're you're pretty unhinged, and you're also quite a formidable character. And um, you know you wouldn't want a boss who was like that. But um, sadism clearly is. I mean, this is this is dodgy ethical ground because I'm not suggesting for one moment that anybody goes out and is uh, deliberately uh, cruel to girls or it does anything illegal or does anything non-consensual or does anything that um, you know steps outside of what is uh, what is acceptable decent behaviour. However, let's be honest. Look at the sales of Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, I I don't need to say anything else really. I mean. That book was such a, a runaway success, and it's a book about a sadomasochistic relationship. So, clearly, on some level, women are finding sadism, you know, sexy, hot, attractive, alluring, mysterious, um, all of those things. So that was another characteristic that I think is important. And you think of someone like Russell Brand, and I, I mean, I, you know, he's he seems a nice guy. I don't know that he's a sadist per se, but I think any comedian has an element of sadism in their makeup just because, you know, you're making jokes, you're, you're kind of making fun of other people sometimes, you have a certain cruelty, um, in, you know, just inherent in what you're doing. So, you know, I would argue that, 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 he, um, that he put forward all of the four characteristics to some degree or other, which is incredibly attractive. And then, but this is the other thing, what else differentiates Russell Brand from Adam Woodyatt, who plays um, the guy on EastEnders? Well, clearly, <clears throat> Russell Brand is, or certainly was, a very, very unconventional-looking character. I mean, look at the outfits that he wore uh, back, sort of, you know, ten years ago or so. I mean, he was wearing some crazy outfits. He's wearing eyeliner. He's wearing these sort of billowing white shirts, tight, skinny, tight jeans. Uh, you know, tight black waistcoats. Um, you know, he's wearing these kind of crazy, kind of um, foppish, dandyish sorts of outfits, um, and looking really different from everybody else that that was around at the time. Except, you know, perhaps people in bands. I suppose you know, there's some people in indie bands who who looked a bit like that. Um, so really, looking very, very different. Certainly from any other TV presenter, which was the milieu that he was. In. And then we have um, Adam Woodjet, the guy from EastEnders, who looks like a very regular, you know, basic kind of guy. Um, there's nothing, you know, he may or may not be good looking, but there's nothing there that really differentiates him. There's nothing that really sets him apart. And, and this goes back to an old concept that um, I was introduced to by Ross Jeffries, which, which states, if you really want to stand out in the sexual marketplace if you really want to you know to be noticed then you need to differentiate yourself you need to look physically different to the people the other men that you're competing with or not just look it's not just about looks you need to you need to in all ways differentiate yourself radically and it was really then that it struck me that if we could yoke these two things together then we would hit on the formula um, if there is such a thing, we'd hit on the silver bullet, which is dark tetrad characteristics plus radical de um, radical differentiation equals irresistible to the hottest women. If you could do that perfectly, 
then, you know, I guarantee you would be cleaning up with the very best of the world's hot girls. Because, you know, look, I mean, girls get excited by these bad boy characteristics and they love novelty and they love danger and they love excitement. So if you can provide all of those things, then you are ahead of, you know, 98% of the other guys out there. Now, the disclaimer to all of this is that, of course, nobody can do that perfectly. Or, I mean, the people that could do it perfectly or, or near to perfectly are probably doing it already because it's probably um, natural to them. For regular guys, and I include myself in this, you know, we're not going to become a psychopath. You can't decide to become a psychopath because it's a medical condition. You know, it's a mental illness. And <laughs> it's not only should you not want to be a psychopath, um, but it's also not something that you can just you can just take on. You can't just be, you know, become it, wake up one day and decide to become it. But I think what we can do, and also as well, sorry, that I should say there's an ethical dimension to all of this as well, of course, because how much do you want to become, you know, this complete antisocial asshole just to get good with women, you know? I mean, and what we have to do and what, you know, I seek to do and I think we should all seek to do is to find a middle way between being the, the simpering nice guy and taking on some of these characteristics and, you know, taking on the benefits of some of these characteristics without completely losing our souls in the process. And that's really what the book is about. The book is about, you know, the way to do this without, you know, becoming these damaged kind of um, dark individuals, which I don't think we need to do or we should aspire to doing. So <clears throat> that's really what the book is about. And um, what I do is I go through, first of all, each of the, the four dark tetrad characteristics in detail. And I look at them, uh, describing what they are and also how they might be attractive to women. Because, you know, why should narcissism be attractive to women? Why should psychopathy? You know, on the surface of it, these things are negative traits. So why could they possibly be attractive? Because I think it's in understanding this that it helps us to apply it in a way that's going to work for us. So I do that first, and then I talk about how you can start to take on these characteristics yourself. So, okay, I'm not saying go out and be a sadist. I'm not saying, you know, get a, you know, become slim shady, get a chainsaw and, you know, get cranked up on opiates or whatever. But are there elements of psychopathy that we can take on? Well, you know, for me, the key thing about being a psychopath is that you lack empathy. So how would it be if, I was slightly less empathetic as a guy than perhaps I naturally am. You know, how would I react to girls or to, to people generally? What would I do? What would my, you know, decision-making process look like? How would things change for me? And, you know, I think the reality is, I mean, for, for one thing, if you have no empathy, then you would also have no approach anxiety because, you know, a psychopath is not going to give a shit about approaching a really hot girl in a crowded tube station because he just doesn't care what people think. If they think he's an arsehole or a wanker or, you know, he, he just doesn't give a damn. He just, he just walks away. Now, <laughs> ironically, there's a positive to being psychopathic and wouldn't it be great if we could take that on? So what the book looks at really is how, is how do we take that on? How do we take on the more positive elements of these things? Um to improve our results with game and results in other areas. And I think, you know, 
I think through practice and through affirmations and through deliberate effort, we can take on some of this stuff. You know, we can. And some of it's, um, you know, Stanislavski in his book on acting talks about the magic if. And I think we can use the concept of the magic if here. You know, if I lack all empathy, how would I behave in this situation? And then we can allow ourselves to behave in that manner, you know. There, we have feelings, and there's feelings and there's what we do about them. So my feeling might be, well, I'm really embarrassed, I'm kind of shy, I want to talk to that girl, but I'm a bit afraid to. That's one thing, but that doesn't mean I have to act according to those feelings. I can act entirely differently to how I feel. So I could choose to say, okay, I feel shy and embarrassed, and I don't want to look like an idiot in front of these people, but fuck it. What if I didn't feel like that? What if I was the other guy who doesn't give a toss? And then I can act in that way instead. I can go up, I can approach the girl and, you know, let the cards fall. Sorry, let the chips fall where they may. So, you know, we, we don't have to be... When we realise that there's another paradigm here, when we realise that other people aren't reacting in the same way that we are, and certainly the arsehole or the bad boy isn't reacting to things in the same way that we are, then we can start to question ourselves and say, well, hang on a minute, if he can do that, why can't I do that? You know, we're both human beings, we're both just guys. I can do some of the things that he can do and I can start to see some of the results that he sees. So, you know, that's the angle that I'm taking at this really, taking this out really. It's about how can we take on elements of these characteristics we don't want to become this complete, you know, um, antisocial bastard who hates himself and everyone hates. That's not a good outcome at all. But we do want to be someone with strong boundaries who respects himself and who doesn't take any shit. And when you, when you bring it down to a very basic level, that's really what a lot of this is, is all about. It's about having strong boundaries. And, and this is really where we get into the... Uh, the piece about radical differentiation because for me what radical differentiation comes down to in the end is about saying okay this is me this is what makes me unique these are the things I like this is what makes me different I'm gonna act on that I'm gonna dress like that I'm gonna behave like that and I don't give a damn what you think about it and it's really as simple as that if we can do that and we can also spice up our you know perhaps somewhat lackluster characters with the dark tetrad, then then we're onto a winner. And it's not, about, it's not about turning the dial and doing a complete 180 on this at all. If we can just sprinkle a little bit of these things into our daily interactions, then we are gonna notice big, big differences. But the way that we have to do that is through understanding. And that's what this book is about because the book provides you with the framework it provides you with the knowledge you need and then how far you take that and what you do with that is really up to the individual but you know for me as i say what i recommend is you're not thinking about taking this to the nth degree you are um you know within the framework of normal everyday interactions you're adding elements of this it's like it's like spice it's like a sauce that you add to um, a dinner you know it's it's little little touches of things um that is going to, um, you know, just spice up and improve your interactions and make you a more sex-worthy guy with women and a man that other guys respect and who doesn't get walked over in, in business in commercial situations. So that's what the book's about. Um, 
I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think about it. I've had some feedback already from guys and the, the feedback's all been fantastic. I really do think this is a game changer. Um, I'm not saying, I mean, these things have been talked about before. I think the idea that, you know, bad, bad boys win out is, is not new. There's, there's nothing new about that. But I don't, I'm not aware of another pickup text that interrogates this idea quite in, in quite such great detail. Um, and with quite such much, so much purpose. And the idea of yoking the dark tetrad to radical differentiation, I think is new. I, I, I'm not aware of anyone else having talked about that in the same way. So I believe that to be a new idea. And I really do think that if guys could get this and get on board with this, then this could be as much of a game changer as the mystery method was back in the day. So very excited to hear what you think. Very keen for your feedback. Um, please do go to Amazon and click on that link, pre-order the book or order the book. Just search for Troy Francis and then go to How To Be An Asshole underneath. Um, once you've done that and you've read the book, I, I would really ask you, please, if you can, to go back to Amazon and just leave me a review and a rating. Um, I'm not saying, you know, it's whatever you think about the book, that's, that's absolutely fine. But I really would ask if you could just leave a rating and leave, a, you know, just a couple of lines about what you thought, because that really helps me to attract new readers. Because the way that Amazon's algorithms work is that, you know, the more comments you get, the more that they, they kind of push it up the, the rankings and they recommend it to readers and so on. And, you know, for me, this is about pushing out the message, attracting new readers, and but also ultimately just helping more guys, because... The better that this book does, you know, the more I can put into the next the next piece of content um, and get that out there in, in quick time and then help more guys. So, you know, hopefully this feeds on itself and it's win-win because, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you are going to get something from the book. I hope that you get a lot from it and it revolutionizes your, you know, your dating life. Um, and I want to be able to provide that to other guys as well. So... If you can leave me that rating review on Amazon, that would be absolutely fantastically appreciated. Um, I'm going to leave it there. I think that's all for today. If you have anything that you want to ask or any comments or questions, then do drop me an email uh, via my website, realtroyfrancis.com, or hit me up on Twitter. Um, if you just search for Troy Francis, I think the handle is at Troy7Laws. And yeah, um, I will leave it for now, but I will be back with you next week with another podcast on something different. And I hope you have a fantastic week and you enjoy the book. Many thanks. Speak soon. Bye-bye.